What's up, everyone? You're listening to The Roz Project. My name is Ivan Temelkoff, and I'm your host. On this podcast, we discuss entrepreneurship, personal development, family tech, and marketing. Why should you listen to this podcast? This podcast is for those of you who are looking for life-changing advice and ways to thrive digital with your business. As always, all content is 100% real, raw, and unfiltered. Very excited today to have another guest on the podcast. His name is Will Zhang, and he is the founder and CEO of Fintelix. Fintelix is an advanced technology consulting and solution development company. Prior to that, Will worked for IBM, then became the CTO of Staffords. Will provided consulting services, doing cloud architecture, computing, data engineering for many large enterprises during his time at Fintelix, the company won leading experts in omni-channel software and the best custom fintech consultancy in Ontario, awarded by Wealth and Finance uh, International. Will was Canada Developer 30 Under 30 winner in 2019 and awarded fellowship by Founder Institute, one of the best pre-accelerators in the world. Will was invited by IBM, Cascon, and IE to present the academic speech of blockchain and cloud computing, uh, specializes in software engineering, omnichannel app development, DevOps, cloud computing, uh, big data, blockchain, machine learning. Will, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Evan. It is Absolutely. a pleasure and an honor and an honorable pleasure. Absolutely. So I was, I was reading through your bio. I'm like, holy shit, man. Like this guy is all kinds of technology stuff. You know, this is yeah. amazing. I mean, you've done some amazing things. And as a fellow tech guy, I mean, I, I drop my head off to you, man, because these are just some amazing accomplishments that you have here. I'm so happy uh, for you that you've been able to do these things. You know, thank you so much. Yeah, but your hat, your, your hat is still on, though. Like that's. Well, had, well, it is still on because you won't <laughs> like what's underneath it. <laughs> okay. okay. Gotcha, uh, man. Gotcha. The reason I'm wearing the hat is, as we all know, we are amidst of a quarantine. Let's face it. Uh, right. It doesn't look like, by the looks of things, that a haircut place is going to open up anytime soon. No worry. So, I, I, I feel you on the same way. My hair is really, really long right now. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, you get, you get the gist, you know, I applaud you for your accomplishments, you know, 30 under 30, you've done some amazing things, work with IBM. I mean, this is a globally renowned company. So let's talk about, you know, what happened before Fintelix, right? So before you became the founder and CEO of Fintelix, let's go a little bit way back to like your childhood and talk a little about like the early days, like were you always entrepreneurial? Did you always? Yeah, yeah I mean, I've always uh, been passionate about doing my own thing and try to kind of explore and push myself. Uh, before I even graduated from university, I kind of started uh, my own consultancy at the time using some of the traditional, a little bit more traditional te- type of technology, like for instance, PHP or you know, some traditional framework like WordPress um, to build websites. Uh, but as I, uh, you know, grow, grew older, I, I wanted to work for a big company. And IBM was kind of my dream company because uh, they invented a lot of cool stuff, you know, uh, SQL, power computing. IBM was like my dream company. Um, but uh, after I, you know, had my experience at IBM, I realized this, 
big company is great. You can get to learn a lot of stuff. You get to meet a lot of, uh, you know, brilliant people. But it just, it's, it's it wasn't for me uh, to 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 be uh, to to be essentially devoting my career solely uh, on, on on one enterprise. So uh, so then uh, I started working for startups, and then once the product hits the production. That's when the development stops. That's when when I feel like, oh, this is kind of not what I'm looking for. I'm I'm sure. more interested in constantly adapting and evolving uh, and learning about new technology. And so that's kind of what 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 kicked off the idea of building the company, um, of building Fintalix. And I was fortunate enough to meet a group of like-minded people, and you know, um, who who end up working for the company um, that I built. Uh, and so far, we've been uh, doing doing great, as you, you mentioned, doing sure. pretty well uh, for a startup. But obviously, this is just the beginning, and we still got a long way to go. Um, very cool, very cool. Well, the reason I was asking, you know, those questions is because, uh, as you were kind of mentioning about your experience with IBM, it really got me thinking to, you know, some of my earlier days is being swayed by these big brands because like you said, IBM was your dream company, right? And so for as long as you could remember, you wanted to be a part of a big movement. And let's face it, companies like IBM have indeed, you know, created some of the best technologies out there in the world that are even utilized to this day. Now, I think the missing component of that, you know, as, as us entrepreneurs is just that it's not our own thing. It's not our labor of love. It's not our own creation. And us entrepreneurs are really passionate about creating something, investing in something that we know is going to have a positive impact in the world, you know, help other businesses, help people, you know, create positivity in the world. And so I think that's where when you were talking about, you know, having worked for IBM, it really just got me thinking and reflecting that I think a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs in their earlier days, because we all work for some companies at some point or another, and we all felt very passionate and very driven. We felt like we could create a difference, right? Make a difference within those companies. But like you said, there's a point in your life that you come to that you realize that you know what this is not my vision this is not my dream you know this is not what i wanted to create and the beauty about that that i admire the most about people like you is this that entrepreneurs are the backbone of economies we create jobs you know we create innovation i'm thinking of guys like elon musk and tesla Mm -hmm. and spacex you know, right. he has completely revolutionized the automotive industry and right. he has done it in such a short period of time. And the automotive industry was kind of like, I guess, on an autopilot for decades and decades, thinking that, you know what, we'll just keep doing the same shit. Nobody's going to pass us up. Nobody's coming out with anything innovative. And then Elon Musk comes in and suddenly Tesla. And all these big automotive makers like, you know, GM, for instance, being one of the biggest ones in the world is like, holy shit, we have to revive our approach to compete with companies like Tesla. So suddenly the underdog, right, becomes the leader and the innovator in a very saturated, very competitive industry. So Mm -hmm. let's talk and let's talk a little bit about 
you know, so what are you guys doing specifically that you believe is separating you from the rest of the industry in itself? What are you doing that's innovating, that's, you know, uh, that's, that's very uh, forefront thinking with your business and how is that impacting the business world? Sure. Uh, so yeah, it's exactly as you mentioned. Uh, I feel like the um, traditional approach of uh, for an IT professional to join a big company and you know just move up the corporate ladder slowly. That's not that's don't get me wrong. That's that's perfectly fine. That's in sometimes a great uh, thing to do if you are uh, you know if you want to just focus on self development and if you just want to uh, you know constantly. Uh, improve yourself working your uh, tech skills but for me what really motivated me to make the jump is is the idea of be, like you said building something on your own and some you can take an idea and, and complete completely actualize it in real right. life um, that's what really got me uh, into into making the shift in my life um, so in terms of our company, it's actually, if you think about it, it's a very traditional business model. You're doing software development, you're doing consulting, um, you're, you're essentially a third-party implementation firm uh, doing research and development. But what we want to focus on is we want to focus on developing the best practice and adopting emerging technology and newest technical stack because that's the essence of entrepreneurship. It's right. to experiment and try out new things. Right, um, there are legacy system and technology we know for sure will work. However, by working with the existing technology, you will, you will never become the alpha in the market. Right, you will never right. be able to taste the uh, fruit of um, experimentation, the fruit of innovation. Right, so right. Um, so and that's kind of what we want to you know align ourselves with. Um, we adopt like a lot of cloud computing, cutting edge best practice, and we are very uh, focused on developing the best practice and, and try to discover what's the industry standard and how can we improve that and go one step further on creating something that is that can drive more value to the business that that is easy to maintain, mm -hmm. that uh, helps with you know advanced analytics, help, whether it's like collecting data or analyze data. There's always room for improvement. Um, recently, yeah. we, we became the AWS Advanced Level Consulting Partner, and we're working very closely with the biggest cloud provider, AWS, to um, to try to develop the best cloud native solutions. Yeah, um, yeah. And a couple of things that you yeah. a couple of things that you mentioned um, that I just wanted to touch upon is you mentioned innovation and disruption. And I think these are key elements to highlight on is because companies, the companies of tomorrow are the ones that are innovative and disruptive. There are the companies that are going to take ownership and take away market share from a lot of the traditional companies today. We have seen that happen with companies like Tesla, companies like SpaceX, right? Uh, Elon Musk's uh, companies. And we've seen it in other industries. Um, as well, not not just you know with the automotive industry as using sure. um, an example. So uh, when you were talking about innovation and disruption, personally, I'm a huge believer in that. You are also talking about experimentation. Experimentation is essential in any industry because that is the only way, in part, that you experience 
you test, and you also identify what works and what doesn't. In fact, experimentation is an essential component in any industry, in any vertical. But I think, and the reason you talked about this and why I wanted to touch upon it is because I think a lot of companies refrain from experimentation because experimentation is commonly seen as a costly endeavor. It can cost money, it can cost time, and it does not have a definitive outcome, right? Experimentation Mm -hmm. is just a giant puzzle mark. So, you know, you were talking about data, you were talking about software and applications, right? Well, there's no actual determination that when you're experimenting with something that's going to come to fruition, but that's why you experiment and test. So you can find out what works and what doesn't. Yeah. So I think with the the modern day technology, you know, evolvements, the cost of, you know, experiments doing research and development is being less and less. So it's becoming less and less. So if you're smart about, experimenting and building out, you know, your own idea, um, and you're able to do that quickly and, you know, cost effective manner, you're able to set yourself from your competitors. So, and if you don't, you're you're not willing to do that, you're going to fall behind. doesn't matter what sector you're in. You're in real estate, finance, whatever. If you're not aligning yourself with automation or um, just the self-motivate your own organization to align yourself to to you know uh innovate quicker quickly uh it's very easy for you to fall behind absolutely you know one question that i wanted to ask you while we're on this topic is um so as you're disrupting and innovating which by the way like i said i'm a huge fan fan of leaping forward uh being an early adopter of many things who are some of the what is your target audience? What is your buyer persona? What are some of the brands and companies that you're trying to align to, you know, to introduce uh, this new uh, disruptive and innovative technology that you've been working on? Well, actually, our clients are uh, a decent chunk of our clients are uh, startups, VC-backed startups that are heavily relied on technology. As you would probably imagine, uh, you know, companies that, are more of like a medium-sized or, or traditional um, you know, sector, they probably are looking for something that, that's more stable, whereas startups can really um, get the ROI or the benefit out of innovating and experimenting with new things because they had nothing to begin with, right? So um, by, by doing so, um, you know, a, a lot of our clients have, have generated a tremendous amount of ROI um, based on their initial investment on building a particular product, uh, whether, whether it's blockchain, human resource related, um, you know, education, online education, it spans across different sectors, automotive. Um, we have clients also in, you know, esports. So um, that's essentially the, the, the gist. It's, it's startups that are looking to um, leverage technology to the fullest. Okay. And the other kind of the opposite of the end of the spectrum is um, the enterprise or bigger company, Fortune 500 companies um, that have a research and development initiative. Um, in that case, you usually bring on consultant one by one. Like they pick a particular consultant with a, a, a specific set of skills mm-hmm. to, to bring them on board as a dedicated consultant because they have a lot of money. Let's face it, they have a lot of money, a lot of funding and resources. And they, 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 are, they have the additional resources to do 
you know, research and innovation. Yeah. Um, yeah. What we find is that there's the startup and the enterprise, and the, in the middle, the you know the medium-sized businesses are a little bit tricky, um, and they are they usually have their own IT department, but they're not looking to innovate. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a really good point, and something that you mentioned I wanted to touch upon is uh, the beauty about you being a startup is that your your response time is a lot quicker as a as as a startup, meaning that. In a lot of larger enterprises, like we talked about, is from an operation standpoint, there's too many chains of command, specifically right. when it comes to IT and technology, which means that that delays the time of approval. It delays the time for implementation, execution, uh, and even right. then, even getting to quality assurance, right? So right. I think one of the beauties about a startup like, like Fintelix is that you are a lot more responsive. Your implementation and execution it, time is a lot shorter, which means that you can respond to some of these bigger enterprise companies. The beauty about that is, like you said, enterprise companies have a much bigger cash flow, which right. means that you can tap into that. So suddenly you become the underdog that's more responsive, innovative, disruptive. They like that because right. the traditional approach is slowly fading and they have the cash flow not to mention is that in most cases you're probably cheaper than the closest competitor because the next com competitor might charge 10 20 30 or even 40 percent higher and enterprises are looking at it from a cost efficiency standpoint can right. we bring in a more disruptive more innovative startup to help us with it and technology and applications and by the way they're not going to break the bank. So I think the way you've, and the reason I asked the question about target audience and buyer persona is to understand who you are targeting, who you're working with, who's your ideal client and how you're helping them, um, you know, with the solutions that uh, you provide. So what's next for Fintelix? I mean, what have you been focusing on in, in 2020 and what do you want to do yeah. beyond? Yeah, so uh, previously our focus has been to be serving our existing clients. Recently, uh, in the, about last year or so, we started an initiative to incubate our own product and develop our own solutions uh, that is easier to scale. Um, and our, one of our pr principles has always been you know, focusing on people um, because uh, what is what is kind of like I, I I'm very passionate about finance aside from technology. What is the intrinsic value of a tech, technology firm? It's the people. It's the tech professional, right? Right. They're the people who's doing the groundwork. They're the people who's doing all the heavy duty, you know, the 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 heavy lifting, uh, innovating, innovating, uh, and creating value for the economy. So uh, we really try to align our interests as much as we can with our employees, with our with our team members. Um, we treat everyone uh, with respect and we want to make sure that they learn a new skill set every once in a while. So we develop a lot of technology such as a knowledge sharing platform and also like a documentation me a mechanism to document um, you know, technical uh, solutions uh, so, that, so that our team can quickly learn and pick up a skill set uh, from each other. And uh, we, we, we developed some structure called technology talent supply uh, technology talent career path uh, in which we summarize the four phases of uh, a tech talent before they you know actually get into the industry when they just graduate they have there's a gap between you know what you know and what you what you've learned in school versus what the industry really needs right we've all experienced mm 
let's be honest. Right. Right. So we try to, we try to educate them and, and sort of provide training services at that stage. And then later we, we assimilate them into our team, pick out the people who are really passionate about the technology and bring them on board into the project team and building solutions for startups, uh, for our clients that are, that are more for startups. Mm-hmm. As they, they develop more professional experience, they move on to the next phase, which then they might be deployed onto a, um, uh, inter- enterprise as a dedicated consultant because by then they have a tremendous amount of product experience and they also have a decent amount of leadership and communication uh, you know, skill sets. Um, so, and afterward, uh, if they are really ambitious, we sort of um, make them one of our partners and have them leading either their own practice or leading our own startup. We, we provide all the other necessary like, resources and connections that we mm-hmm. can gather. Um, and uh, we try to develop solutions on our own. Uh, you know, the Funder Institute uh, Fellowship was really awarded towards a product that, were, that was developed by us. And uh, we would sure. try to create a spin-off called Accounting Wizard, which is an accounting automation tool. And uh, the dollar sharing platform is called Savant. So, and it will be released very soon. So stay in tune for that as well. Awesome. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I'm very excited about everything that you guys are doing. Sounds like, you know, you're growing, you're introducing new ideas, uh, you're packaging, you know, your product, uh, you're doing all kinds of great things. And um, what I, what I, before we close things off, you know, can you tell the audience, you know, how can people find you out there? What's the best way to connect with you? Throw out some social handles. Sure. Uh, You can find us on LinkedIn. Uh, That's, that's where we're most active Uh, on, on Instagram. And also, uh, you can just go on our website or email us at info at fantalics.com. Okay, awesome. That's I-F-I-N-T-L-I-C-S dot com. I love the t-shirt, by the way. I like the, yeah. the up arrow. That's, that's really creative. So, um, yeah. Will, thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciated the conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to share a little bit about your company. I'm very excited about all the things uh, that you guys are doing. Congratulations. And uh uh, hoping that uh, 2020 is um, uh, fruitful for you.